Hello, and welcome to ABB Energy Pod, your bite-sized updates from the energy sector. Hello and welcome. My name is Patrick Boo. I'm the Portfolio Manager for Cybersecurity Services at ABB Process Automation. And today I'm here to talk to our future keynote speaker, Derek Harp, who will open for our OT Cybersecurity Leaders Virtual Summit on ransomware on April 19th. Why don't you introduce yourself, Derek? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm excited to do the podcast with you, but especially to kick off the event. I'm wearing my hat as the founder and chairman of CSA, the Control System Cybersecurity Association International. In one of the functions of that uh, nonprofit organization is research, is basically gathering the, the wisdom, if you will, of our crowd, 28,000 people and counting that have signed up with us and sort of see what they've said about some sort of topic and then share that back out. And so we, we the main way we do that is our annual report. We're able to do all that research and produce the report. And so I'm going to share some of the highlights and sort of key findings, you know, as part of my, my keynote. Um, the goal of that report is decision support. Like, what are my peers doing or what are other people doing across different verticals, across different parts of the world? You know, what are they doing and what are their priorities? Uh, helping people maybe make some of those tough choices for themselves. If we dive straight into it, um, what is the main takeaway when you saw that this uh, 2022 report well, what did you say? Wow, I didn't realize this was going on. Yeah, sure. You know, it's um, one thing that was great between year one and year two, and we can't wait to do it for year three, is comparative between years. So I think where we're starting to see some surprises are in the, you know, what's the delta? What's the change between years? We know it's a problem, you know, right? We, we, we know that budgets uh, are um, always under, you know, under pressure. We know that finding qualified people in this particular um, subspace of cybersecurity is always, you know, tough. You know, those aren't new um, new discoveries, but what is, you know, what are the nuances that are changing year to, you know, year to year? And there were some things that, that went down or up and, and not necessarily, you know, as we expected. I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what you have to say about the results from this report match the buzzwords in the industry. Well, so when, you, when it comes to, you know, to sort of the words that are throwing around and there are a bunch, there's there's OT cyber specific ones. You know, a lot of network segmentation work is being done. All, all the, the high maturity responders are all continuing to invest in network segmentation. And I would argue that the evidence shows that anybody in the industry is doing some portion of that. You know, it makes sense, right? Let's not compromise an entire network if somebody were to somehow get in or compromise some portion of it. You know, so that's true. Zero trust gets into this different area. There are people who love and hate that term. It comes from traditionally from IT cybersecurity. And it's not a one size fits all, but there are appropriate companies and individuals uh, working on saying, okay, zero trust as appropriate for OT networks. You know, one of the other things uh, that emerged from the report, and I wouldn't say it as a surprise, but I would say that it is confirmation, if nothing else, the number one threat actor. We asked the respondents, like, you know, for you, for your facilities, you know, what, what do you perceive to be or what do you know to be the, you know, your greatest threat actor? And the winner... Uh, hands down, is our, our insiders. And we, we divide that into two groups, negligent insiders and malicious insiders. And negligent insiders is twice the percentage. It's in, you know, like 50% instead of 25%, which is the next highest winners. You know, second, second third place are tied over 25 and 26% of it. You know, it, it, negligent insiders is the number one. And then malicious insiders is number two. So, you know, that, that to me is just a prioritization again. Where are my biggest threats? 
Um, if you have the wherewithal and the money and the, the energy and everything that it takes to protect yourself or attempt to against a persistent nation state threat actor, you, you may do that, especially depending on what you're protecting. But that's probably not where most of us are going to start uh, focusing. That's super interesting. I directly start to think about uh, even the most fundamental definition of risk. So, so this person you mentioned only looked at the consequence or, or, or something similar to that instead of looking at the likelihood of something happening. Yeah, you're, you're nailing, uh, the, the sort of the, some of the key mathematics in the people that are working now on these algorithms on prioritization and decision making. We all believe we know, or at least the two of us agree that, that people is, is definitely up there as the bigger risk. But yet we have all these people saying, Oh, if I can buy my way out of this problem, fantastic. Are you, are you seeing when you talk to people and, and in this, um, research is training being underutilized and, and looked at as a eh, it's not that important or or is it getting the attention it deserves uh well training is absolutely something uh that we ask about it's certainly being people need more of it um, and that's i think pretty widely recognized now you know forward leaning again potentially funded in a, in a maybe a different way than, than, than everybody in the, in the same pot. Uh, some entities have, you know, have, have more wherewithal. They're training for sure. You know, again, a mature organization is, is doing that. And I'm a big fan of that everybody, you know, it's 360 degree training. People are like, well, we don't need to make everybody the experts. Like, boy, words matter. Not, not my point. Yeah. Appropriate training for the level. So should some people have some cyber awareness training that's OT informed, which does exist, and we we ask people about that. That's different than cybersecurity awareness training. Don't click on this link. This is what a phishing email is. Yes, everybody needs that too. Phishing is still, you know, it's a major threat actor even in our space or, or, or threat vector in our space. However, there is some OT cyber informed stuff that that uh, everybody in the operating environment could benefit from. So I think it's it's we need to raise let's say the lowest common denominator cyber hygiene up. All right. So if if the people is the biggest uh, risk or biggest likelihood, if and if nothing else, uh, what comes in as num- number two in in your research? So after insiders, uh, you know, divided into sort of those two camps, the the malicious ones and the negligent ones. Actually, what ties almost for a malicious insider, I mean, one, one percentage point different are cyber criminals. And so again, still not nation states, right? Cyber criminals, money to be made. And we, we know anybody that's, you know, reading anything sees more and more incidents of, of money. And this is the nexus with ransomware, right? Uh, and I remember the first call that I got about it. And I'm sure stuff predates this, but I got a specific call from a very non-sexy manufacturing company six years ago that their corrugated plant had ceased operation due to ransomware, OT ransomware, which stopped operations. It didn't, it didn't ransom any data. It just stopped operations. And they pay, had already paid the ransom in the three or four hour window from when I'd gotten called to when I called the principal, one of the principal owners of the company. He said, well, we already paid it. The ransom was quite appropriate compared to what we were losing. And so we paid it. I thought, well, I'm not surprised. What are you doing to you know, not be a target again? But so we see more of that. And I think we're seeing... As I talk to people in all the different sectors we monitor, 18 different sectors, we go, oh, yeah, the building, my building's control guy. He says, yeah, yeah, we've seen, you know, heating and air conditioning systems and elevators, you know, being denied access, being denied control. Uh, you want to get your smart building working again, you need to pay us. So I think we only, we're going to see more of that, not less, denying us the operations and the operations technology we rely on. Wow. So the, the actual 
hackers, not nation staters, you said, but those that are after money and possibly some with just some fame still, they are a true threat to the OT operator now then. I'm a little bit surprised that they would come at as a close first even. Yeah, well, no, the first first is the, the negligent insider is like 46% and cyber criminals are 26%. So there's a clear winner. Okay. And if you add malicious insiders and negligent insiders, that's 46 and 25. And then there's clear winner in the insiders. Then you get into the next groups, including including a healthy dose of people who can't respond. Who, you know, our, our yeah. corporate policy says I can't say. Well, there could be nation states lurking in there, right? Um, so again, I'm not minimizing those those threat actors are out there. So the topic of our, our upcoming summit, where you're the keynote speaker, is ransomware. Would you say that the the number two here with the professional attacker or hackers is that tied to ransomware and the sharp increase in ran, ransomware attacks that we see, or are these the classic hackers? The cyber criminal group, let's say that's our, you know, our number two winner, if you group the insiders together as one group, yeah. um, that group, one of their best tools in their, you know, their quiver to make money is this sort of well, well-beaten path to, to, to ransoms. And uh, that's a major tool in their tool bag, if you will, and they're using it. And so I think we'll see more of that. It's fascinating, Derek. Absolutely fascinating. Because, and I have to change my view on things. I've been the, the, People thing number your number one, and it's not surprising. Uh, ransomware making the uh, professional attackers come up to number two is not surprising. But when you're saying they are looking at where can I get the most money the easiest, and sometimes it may simply be to steal information and then sell these attack paths. Yeah. I will make money out of just mapping out their network and, and vulnerabilities. That is right out of the playbook on how credit cards are used. That Some of the people that are actually grabbing a treasure trove of credit card information and PII don't don't exploit it. They There's a going rate for per record and they sell it. So that same thing is, you know, what information. But I would say it's not even just the network scheme and architecture and mapping, which could be valuable to various end users, including nation states, purchasing it from cyber criminals. That's out there too. But there's things like can you reverse engineer a formula if you can get enough mm-hmm. information out of or a manufacturing process, especially a critical, how many minutes and seconds it takes in intervals between various parts of the sequence? That can be very, very valuable to competitors. So, you know, I think people have to be thinking about that. What is our IP, our process IP? Just by knowing what we're doing and how we're doing it, what all is all the information that someone could learn by observing our operating process? So having your historian data saying that eh, it's not that important, we can make it available to more people, it may not at all be a good idea. Yeah. And, and Patrick, I lump that in the hidden bucket because every panel and every uh, you know, media interview says, well, why haven't, you know, especially historically, why haven't I heard of more, you know, more incidents? There are a whole bunch of people, including not just nation states for sure, but then even in the cyber criminal element, the non-ransomware, extracting information, selling it, all those groups want to go undetected. It is their goal to not be detected. So to say, I haven't read about an X, Y, or Z means it's not happening. It's a false equivalency. So so there's no real doubt that anyone with a DCS system or any computer system, period, I would assume, are at risk. Yeah, I think so. But that then that, that gets into the risk methodologies because we're not all protecting the same processes. You know, the number one uh, thing, by the way, that was disclosed, that safety 
was the orientation between people's chief concern for cybersecurity for operating technology was safety. It's uh, all super inf um, interesting information, Derek. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about it in your keynote in our upcoming Ransom Aware Cyber Summit. So at that summit, in addition to Derek's keynote, we're going to cover more topics, how to identify current security threats to your critical infrastructure. We have interesting speakers there. Uh, surviving attacks, the best practices for responding and recovering from an OT cybersecurity attack like a ransomware. We're going to hear from people that have been part of it as well as, as responsible and, and worried for it to happen. And we're also going to hear about uh, securing the workplace, what can one do to reduce the risk of ransomware and what we from ABB recommend to our customers. But Derek, um, really, really looking forward to, to hearing what you have to say at the summit. And it was a pleasure talking to you today. Yeah, same here, Patrick. It's always, always fun uh, talking with you and uh, I'm looking forward to the event. Thank you, everybody, for, for listening. And please, please register for our free virtual summit on Thursday, April 19th at 2 p.m. GMT. Thank you, everyone.